Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. For some fun. Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working nine to five. Morning, Tallahassee! Yay! Patty and Scott are back. We're clapping again. It's like 28 degrees out this weekend. This weekend, yes. I'm so happy. But until then. I know, and the time change, that's going to suck. No, I actually, don't forget. I'm okay with the time change. This oh, is I don't the best. like it. It's like this is a two good weeks thing. of... This is a good time change. Right, I agree with that. No, it's, fall back is the good one. No, because when it's... And here's, here's my reasoning why. That's Greg Tish. Okay. Sorry, but this is why. So... <laughs> Let me put the camera on me real quick. Oh, shock. <laughs> it sucks in the morning, but when your body thinks it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 o'clock in the afternoon or 5 o'clock, it's actually... what? Okay, that's not right. Okay, wait. When, when it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, your body thinks it's 5. Mm. Right. Back and after. then so you're so happy. You're like, I'm going home early. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that I am intermittent fasting and this will screw me up and I don't appreciate it. I get an, ex- I get an extra hour of work time in the evening. Yeah, I like it once I'm in tune to it after a few days. But a lot of people suffer heart attacks during this time of year. Why? Because it, it messes with be your circadian rhythm. Mm-mm. It's very hard on the body. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been okay for me so far. You're special. <laughs> so I'm Patty Wilson. This is Scott Cowart. We sell houses, and every week we come talk to you about real estate. And we have we have a guest today, Yay. Justin Colvin with the Medicare Help Desk. All right. We're going to talk about moving to Tallahassee and what it's like to start a business. 
I can make anything about real estate. That's what I told Justin. Everything is about real estate. Uh, everything is about real estate. Whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. It all comes so back. typically during this segment, we have four segments. Scott and I talk about each other or how our week's going. It's great, okay? But I need to get to business. Okay. <laughs> our week's great. Go on. We have fifty nine eighty nine Miles Blake up for sale at eight thirty four nine. Hit five the market bedrooms. Today. Yep. Hit the market Wednesday. Five bedrooms, four and a half baths, gorgeous, only a couple years old, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Fantastic. So back to back to life in real estate. If you're familiar with Facebook after all these years, there's pages and groups. So this realtor group of local realtors, girl Jessica Johnson, who I like very much, um, she works with Oyster and Oak, wanted, asked a question about the appraisal. And I thought that was a great question. And I thought it would be great to answer it. What was the question? The question was, I should have turned to it, but it was something like, uh, buyers are asking, they see all these homes and these astronomical prices and they're selling $40,000 above the list. The buyer wants to know, has the home appraised? Well, fair. it doesn't matter. First of all, it's none of the, none of your buyer. If I'm not a party to the contract, I'm just an observer looking at Zillow. It's none of your business. It's none of your business if it appraised. It's none of your business if it didn't appraise. What matters is the contract price, and then everything excels above that. That's the reason why new construction, they'll give you closing cost assistance, but they're they're not going to lower the price. It's none of your business. Well, also, it would affect every other house. It affects every other house, right. And it's really none of your business. The bank keeps it private for a reason. It's only for the bank and the buyer. The appraisal is really for the bank. They're handing you a big bag of cash, and they want to make sure their investment is sound. So when you go off, and Jessica has not done this, but you go off on appraisers because they're not making your value, you're going to have a problem. So what? Because if they can make the value, they will make the value. If they can't, they can't. But Better, people, price better. So when people ask a question such as that, mm-hmm. I think, what is what is the real question? The real question is not whether or not it appraised the real question is why did i lose it that is and that's, that's what i call that, that is the question that is the question and i this is where i get so much so much going on in my head we are realtors here and realtors everywhere are looking at, at real estate as a 2018 mindset we look at comps we look at the market analysis we look at absorption rate 2022 has changed all of that correct there's so much migration. You can't look at comps the same way as the realtor. I'm not talking about as an appraiser. You cannot look at them the same way that you did. But that is the question. It really they is. They want to know, how far can I go before I'm overspending? And I tell, like, if anyone listened to last week's show with my daughter on, who still has not a house under contract in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, it, you have to go with what you're comfortable with, and that's it. You cannot worry about 30000 above. And this is where I go back to the agent. Some of the agents, real estate agents, realtors, list a price completely. They're just, they're listing to 2018 and like, I got 25 offers. Well, you know what you did? You underpriced a home and you're creating a lot of discontent in the marketplace. You're hurting. It's degrading. You're degrading because if you think someone's going to pay 229 for a house because you listed it that and it's up to 300 40 Harvest Drive in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That's what happened. It was listed at 229, went over 300. You have underpriced that home. Well, that's clear. 
And you're like, I, and then you're all over Facebook. I got 40 offers. No, you're incompetent because you're not pricing the home to 2022. You're pricing the home to 2018. Had another conversation with another realtor in Jacksonville. They're about to list the home that they live in. It's a rental. They're about to list it. I want to price it five. I said, you want to do what? I said, that house should be $699. Why do you say that? $50,000 over what you personally believe it should be. Because you are now, the mindset is everyone from the northern states, the blue states, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut that are moving down here and out west, they're driving all across, they got big bags of cash because they've sold their house for a lot more than we sell our houses for. So you can't discount that big bag of cash coming from someplace else. So if you do what we talked about today, if you listed at 600, you're probably going to get 650, but it listed at. Six ninety nine. You're probably going to get over seven hundred. Right. The target changes. We've had some wide swings that we've seen Correct. from other realtors in comparison to us, and it happened to be our listing that we got. But if you would have priced that at what the other realtor said, six fifty, you may have gotten seven seven fifty. We sold the house right. for eight fifty. Right. So you may have gotten forty offers. You may have actually made an extra fifty thousand in your humble and, estimation. And your ego is brushed. but you have lost. You have lost another hundred to one hundred twenty-five. All and let's say this again slowly for the people in the back. I mean, it's, it's price a true the home statement. to twenty twenty-two. Stop it. Let the appraiser do his job. The realtors have got to stop. I'm very passionate about this. Couldn't I have tell. been for twenty years. The realtors are stepping in front of the appraiser. Who is telling no? Who first? Mm. Stop telling your buyers no. Stop telling your sellers no. List the house. During the coming soon is a great period, a cushion period. List it during that time frame. If you get 50 calls, you're underpriced. Raise it during the coming soon. It doesn't affect your days on market. It's not going to affect the statistics. Just allow it to happen. But get out of your own head, Mr. and Mrs. Realtor, and allow the consumer to run the market. I also think that people, people, realtors, owners are looking at coming soon for the wrong reasons. A coming soon is not just to alert people that, hey, we've got this thing that's happening. A coming soon is to provide a lot of information that helps you determine where you where, where that sweet spot is. Well, we use it we on a high that. level for that reason. We do use Everyone it else is using it for, oh, we're alerting you. Yeah. And I'm using it as a test. I need to know. Scott's using it as a test. Does, do they like this color? Do they not like this color? Like, we analyze the heck out of that before and during that coming soon period. I'm on there all day. Which pictures did they look at? Why didn't they look at that picture? How many and views to, did we get? So for the next house, we know. Correct. But that coming soon period, use it as a cushion. Let that price fluctuate. It never ceases to amaze me. We'll call her can't camp. The realtor calls me. And says, she always says, Patty, you can't. So that's why I'm saying I can't, can't. Mm -hmm. She's like, you can't do that. (laughs) What do you mean I can't do it? I have a listing agreement. I have an addendum to the listing agreement. Yes, I can. I can run it a dollar. I can change it a dollar every day. Correct. That's the marketing period. I'm trying to find out what my exposure is, how many people are looking at the house, where they might be coming from. And then it's for you to judge. Miles Blake. 5989 has one photo in it. It has been looked at that by realtors 285 times. 
If I price it at seven fifty versus eight thirty four nine, I am not helping the consumer because I'm not I'm misleading. We're not supposed to mislead as realtors. You're misleading someone that you're going to take that house at seven fifty when you know full well and good it's going to go for eight fifty. No, no doubt. I think back to this whole thing that started, which the the question on the appraisal. It doesn't matter whether it appraises or not, anyways. These people in today's market are willing to pay more. And who cares if it appraises? <laughs> so, it doesn't matter. You're just so good. So, so it, that's that, what, it I, means nothing. So I had another offer on another listing, and this is my presentation to the seller. I don't know. It may appraise. It, <laughs> it may, may not, not appraise. It is true. We just start over. And yep. he's like, okay, sign here in triplicate. <laughs> Stick with us. We have Justin Colvin on from the Medicare Help Desk. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 855-0656-0009. Welcome back. We have Justin Colvin from the Medicare Help Desk on... Hello there. How's he has it his going? Own show. Question is, are With you Patty ready? And Scott, are you, are you ready? ready? I was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Our you. Our number for... is eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. Thank you, Justin, for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for coming on the last few weeks uh, on my show. I really yeah, appreciate having it? you on. I was visiting your show. It was fun. It was very fun. I, I want to have more guests on this year. That's definitely a big goal for twenty twenty two. So, in reciprocation, I thought it'd be interesting because this show it does podcast out for people moving to another area and starting our business self-employed what does that feel like it can feel very overwhelming i mean there's a lot of tasks to complete and I mean, we moved my wife and i moved to uh, tallahassee about three years ago from tampa and we, we have little children our, our son luke is three our daughter emma is one we didn't have Emma at the time but we just want to be closer to family and her family's up here in monticello so we moved and it just made sense it was kind of the right time i started the medicare help that's literally march of 19. It's literally three years on the button. And it's been a lot of changes. We actually were contemplating buying a house. And I'm like, darn it, we should have bought when we first moved here. Hindsight being 2020. Truth, says everyone. Right? We rented for about 18 months. And wow. then we bought during COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's we actually have a very interesting story, too, to tell if you want to get into our whole real estate experience. <laughs> but I'm glad we did finally buy something here in Tallahassee. We're just trying to make a decision on where we should be, what community. We lived in Killarne initially. And now we're on the east side of town off Mayhem. Just because there's more land, the lot's a little bit bigger. My mm-hmm. wife likes that bigger open space feel with the lots. And that is the 2018-19 mindset that's going to change <laughs> drastically. Sure. I'm I a think, perfect example. I think wow. we're living in some sort of like vortex for real estate. And that's one of them because our typical mindset is, oh, rent for a year, see what you like. Now it's like, do you want a house you can afford? You need to buy. Buy it now. All of that stuff, it's like onion peels just going away. Which is why people are buying homes sight unseen, mm-hmm. to your point from last segment. It's happened a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a one girl, uh, like we, I was just talking to her while we were prepping. She called asking for a seller disclosure. And I'm like, I can verbally tell you. But if you want to wait for a seller's disclosure, we're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. So I verbally told her. I mean, it's, it's a it's all but a brand new house, so right. it doesn't really matter. But it's just shifting that mindset. But I, I have to commend you. Like, I have complimented you on your show. The name of your business is so spectacular. Oh, it's so global, you. international, like Medicare Help Desk. It, it's such great SEO. Like, 
very it's very cool. I appreciate that. You know, was, when I was trying to figure out the name, I remember I spent like a week or two like coming up with all these different names, asking my wife for feedback, friends. But I, I remember listening to a couple other folks in the industry, and they said, "Don't make it about yourself." And that's a very common thing. So hard for people not to do that. And it's just like an ego thing. Let go of it and think of something big that would be, you know, something global. Sound, yeah. And I was like, the Medicare help desk. And, I, and the idea was, I don't really see customers face to face. Everything I do is digital. And a lot of business is done like this now. But it's 2022. I've been doing Medicare supplements and Medicare Advantage plans electronically from my, you know, residents for like the last seven years. So there's really no reason to you know, recreate the will and start meeting people face to face. And I was like, well, that's the idea. I'm at, a, I'm at my house. I'm doing it on the computer. I'm at a desk. I'm helping me with <laughs> Medicare. I was like, oh, how about Clever. Medicare help desk? Confucius Could that says, work? Could that work? <laughs> the beginning of wisdom is calling things by their name. Mm. And I'm ah, a big yes. fan of that quote by Confucius. And I think it's huge. The company I used to work for, it was Keller Williams International when it was in his house. He ah. always made it global. And that was such a big takeaway for me when I would go to the conferences because you you got to grow into it. You don't want to be changing your name. Think of like HCA, the hospital. How many times have they changed their name? Quite a few. Four. A lot of rebranding going on. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Just stick with it. I mean, I don't know the reason. There's probably some HCA stock board reason that we don't yeah. know about, but it's like be global and stick with it. It's like ours. Scott thought of ours, the brokerage. Love it. It's clean, it's clean simple. It's easy. Black and white. Boom. Is what it is. So I really commend you. Thank you. So people do have like, I think of when you say help desk, I think of, you probably don't even know, but Lily Tomlin, like one ringy dingy, like someone's in there. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, Please. (laughs) He doesn't know who Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin and laughing. It was one ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Three ringy dingy. I can just see you holding like the little old phones, (laughs) taking the little phone cords out Ah, instead of switching. Well, I think think a connotation that comes for some people when they hear help desk or IT help desk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when you have a problem with your computer, you call the help desk, like IT support. Like, And that's kind of the idea. Like you're calling me on the phone. That's how my business is ran. We're going to help you. And we're going to provide, you know, a way to create a, you know, uh, uh, answer for whatever mess you have, whatever problem you're experiencing, we're going to help you provide clear solutions. And that's the idea. So, so many people are moving here from out of the area and likely some, one of the two could be self-employed. What was it like to break out literally and know only your family, only your wife's family here? I know how it was for me. Yeah, it was very nerve wracking. I remember I actually lost some weight during that time. Uh, <laughs> that's a great weight loss routine is like quit your job and start a business. <laughs> With no business, and no worry clients. a lot. I had so much stress. I remember like it was very difficult the first few weeks, but it, once I got the momentum going and things started to fall in place, but it was a lot to do initially website and, and then, you know, business cards, get a 1-800 number, get a fax line, uh, you know, file articles of incorporation, all these little nuances. And then just figuring out my name, what I wanted to do, how I'm a structured business, you know, getting a CRM. There's a lot of things to do, a lot of these little nuances. But the number one thing I would say for anybody starting a business is have a lot of people to talk to because at the end of the day, you may have the most elaborate setup and structure, but if you don't have prospects, if you don't have people to engage, you're not to market your business. products and service, you're not making money. It's you're, all about revenue. You're not open for business. So and I think a lot of people miss that. They're like, oh, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready, but you got to be out there. They get ready to get ready. And I, so most of my day, and I've, I've, I, I follow a lot in personal development. And, you know, the, the number one thing they always focus on is during the daytime hours when you can be engaging clients and prospects, you should be on the phone or in the in the presence of the prospect not working on your website not 
you know, figuring out a new, uh, you know, mail card or postcard to go out. Those are great things and they have value, but it should be done in the off hours, early morning or late at night. But during the daytime hours, when you can be on the phone, engaging prospects and clients, that's what you should be doing is revenue generating activities. A, a metaphor and, for that is a Starbucks. You don't see them in there unpacking mugs and redesigning the mug rack. So true. While they're selling coffee. Yep. Because their job is to sell coffee. They redesigned the mug rack after the close. Great, great it's illustration. The same, it's the same thing, but so many, we're in sales, you're in sales. So many realtors get bogged down in the signage or whatever. And and we don't have, I mean, that's the beauty of Scott. I mean, he has really helped me because I'm very analytical, get out of my own head with that. Oh, yeah. And not worry about it and just let it take place. It doesn't need to be updated every day. You don't need to change your color, your font. We make fun of people who have five fonts on their one page. Stop. Clean it up. Be focused and talk to people. Yep. All about talking. Talking and conversations and, and dialogue. That's the number one thing to drive it. And that, that also builds confidence. So, I mean, I would be on the phone sometimes 10, 11, 12 hours a day. And, you know, we'd have a lot of traction. Maybe I'll do a couple of enrollments have three or four conversations that are very healthy conversations that I'm probably going to build that pipeline. Then you get more, you know, you get more excited. You get a lot of um, encouragement that it's working, right? But if you're not doing that, I can see a lot of businesses, they do fail quickly because they're not committed to the revenue generation. I'd rather have, you know, if I was recruiting agents, I'd much rather have the guy that's not very polished on all the backend items. Okay. Maybe he doesn't have a website, but he is a, he's hungry or she is hungry, right? And they're just going to be attacking it every day engaging prospects they're gonna be more successful bar none 100 percent. i had nothing when i first started out i didn't work for myself i worked for another broker and i didn't know here anyone here and i was ex dis, dis i was so shy i mean it was like completely disabled by shyness it's hard to believe you're shy it's trained <laughs> it's completely trained i was so scared so i had decided and this is for the realtors out there i was going to call 100 people a day to get over it. Awesome. So the more you do something, the easier it is to yes. do it. And then I'm I'm petrified of the do not call list. I think it's I think it's rude to call people that you're not supposed to be calling. So I don't do it. And I don't right. I don't want anyone else to do it to me. So I call yellow pages. It's hundred percent no do not call list. So you just <laughs> call yellow pages and businesses need business. Right. So yeah. tell me about your business and then I will that was my form of networking. I was fat. I didn't want to go anywhere. And I, but I had a good phone voice and that's how I handled it. And people were really nice to me on the phone. Yeah. When I first got in the insurance business, I remember, uh, uh, old boss, he always told me there's three key words you want to always remember in sales activity, activity, activity. And it always kind of stuck with me. I never forgot that no matter. But activity isn't your website, right? It's True. money. It's money. And that's why we use, I, in my head, not we, he doesn't, but I use the color code system. What makes me money during my day? So pink is off time. Okay. Red is I'm not going to do anything. Like I, I'm not doing anything. Green is my moneymaker. So I have my scheduling blocked in color. Nice. I'm my green money all maker. day. I'm green just, all day. <laughs> all day. Printing money over there. Money I'm printing all green. Love it. But <laughs> off time is even for me is sleep. That's pink time. So I turn my phone off. Or if I go see my granddaughters and I have, you know, I don't want to take a call. That's pink time. But it, you have to you have to block yeah, it so you right. know what your moneymaker is. Patty Wilson, Scott Coward, 850-656. Stick with us. We have Justin Colvin.
was never easy. My life was never easy. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson. Scott Coward, 850-656-0009. We have Justin Colvin from the Medicare Help Desk. What's your number, Justin? 850-632-0033. You can call or text that number. Also, love that bumper music. It's great. <laughs> it was it was Kanye West's new easy, easy rap where he's like threatening to off Pete Davidson, which I think is hilarious. And then they're like, you know, then the, the SNL group are like, he's just sensitive. He's just the <laughs> nicest. Bro. He has literally slept with every broad in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't think he's as sensitive I'm not sure as people how, think. Quite I don't frankly. either. Someone needs to. There has clue to be a secret ingredient that we don't. Maybe know. those women are blind. I, I don't no. know. <laughs> hope they may be afterwards. Hope. What did you say? <laughs> he provides hope uh, for lots of men out there. <laughs> okay. He's got a lot of green on his. No, I was listening to a talk show, and he's like, "I'm so invested in this Kanye Kim." It was Michael Knowles, and he's like, "I'm so invested in this divorce." He said, "It's." Are they not divorced yet? Yeah, they just did it like okay. last week. But I mean, he still loves Kim. And then there's Pete, little little tiny Pete Davidson going in there, getting in on his. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I mean, the woman was married, and you're all up in there, and you're going up against Kanye and the four kids. Like, dude, you have a bodyguard. Rough, rough, rough crowd. But Kanye's like, it's therapy, it's art. <laughs> That's oh, what Lord. he said. He's okay. such a mad genius. So, anyway, I wanted to play that. That's the way I feel. Because life isn't houses. easy. What you're imagining? No, like <laughs> it's just easy. Like it. It's, it is easy. It, it is, it is art. easy like, for you. It's crazy, just kind of artsy. It is. I can make anything like that. I know. Except Kanye. <laughs> Cannot do that one. We could only play like five seconds of that song. I mean, like last night when I was doing the the rooms. Miles Blake yeah, House. It was amazing that people have watched what you do, but then when you do it in their house, they're like. God, you are a genius, I'm like, <laughs> and that's why I'm around. <laughs> well, and I've said that because Scott stages and styles homes. If, like, for Justin, if he hasn't heard the the skill set you have that I haven't seen any stager do here in this town anyway, is be able to take the owner's possessions and make them beautiful. Yeah, that is move it around is, and style the that home. That's why different. it's more style than stage. That is a little different for sure. Very different. You, yeah. very few people could take artwork and move them around and show light on it, and make it pretty, or put a <laughs> pillow on the floor like it's art. Like I can't no. Because even like no, I did throw a pillow on the floor. Last night. <laughs> and like make it art. Put a picture behind it. But it's scale. It's color. It's a lot of things. It's hiding cords. It's hiding cords. It's smart. Smart. So, Justin, so you start here because you worked for someone else when you were in Tampa? I did, yeah. So, I worked at an independent agency there, but I didn't own the business. I was writing, you know, agents, writing applications for, for someone else. How and, long did you do that? Um, I worked for two different companies. One was actually a call center, and that was about probably a year and a half. I sold strictly one company, Mutual of Omaha, it was Medicare Supplement Policy. So, I got a lot of experience doing that all by phone. And then the next place was more independent. We had about 10 to 12 different companies doing Medicare supplements and prescription drug plans. No Medicare Advantage, but a lot of different companies and also still by phone. So, I mean, I've been doing this now for like seven years, I guess, just study doing enrollments all around the country. We're licensed in about 40 states. So it's just second nature to me to be on the phone. And I just, it's very, very comfortable me setting. Too. And I've got my CRM. I've got my quoting tool, my enrollment tool, everything right there. I'd be like a fish out of water if I had to meet someone in person. I was actually on the phone with like a client or a prospect. It might become a client and it was referred by John. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Radio the, John. From the Tallahassee 100 Club. And uh, I was talking to the gentleman, and, and his wife will be coming into Medicare in September. So I was just, he's like, oh, do we meet you in person? How does this work? I said, no. It's actually a lot easier. It's not invasive. I mean, I can just meet, you know, we just talk by phone. And I can do a Zoom call if they yeah. want. Um, most people decline that, or I could do, you know, we have videos share, sharing, but most of it just goes by phone. And it's, it's very efficient that way. I so. remember a couple years ago when it was the first lender was doing it away. They weren't here. They didn't have sticks and bricks. And again, it was hard for the realtors to get their mind around. They are just as good, if not better, at, and more time focused for your client than they are if they're in front of you, sticks and bricks. They could not. It was very challenging to break into this community and, and try to do a virtual lending experience. I could see that. Yeah, I think the world's really adjusted, like, right, post-COVID. This is kind of like the new norm. But for our industry, it's been like this for quite a while and it allows me to be more efficient, but I can also help more people. Like if I had to physically drive to appointments, I mean, there's drive time and then getting everything out, but I still don't have all my tools that I need like I do when I'm at my command center, essentially, which one is my, of my office. You know? One of my first jobs in college was Colonial Pen Life Insurance ah, yes. and Colonial Pen Auto Insurance. And I worked on the phone taking claims. And every, everything with Colonial Pen was on the phone. Do you miss it? Oh, I, <laughs> I learned a lot about insurance. I, I don't know that I would be good at selling insurance, but I did learn a lot about the process. Oh, yeah. And I'm just very comfortable on the phone. I love the phone. It's I the hate best. the phone. <laughs> he likes to move. I would, I'm very I would rather. Yeah, I would rather as most be on the go and be in front of people than I would ever be. Like I will be one day. My hips will not move because I will be frozen in my seat. <laughs> like completely. As long as your hands continue to move, we're good. Like, yeah, my I type really fast, so I just I feel like I accomplish more. I don't know. I just love being. And then the people are like, I want to text. Okay, but there's text so much text. construed and misconstrued in a text message. I don't definitely could hurt a feeling that way because I'm so cold on a text. Yeah, I bet it's just using those emojis though can definitely lighten it up. Yeah, lighten it up. Yeah, and I I engage in texting. I usually say something that might be offensive with an angel emoji and (laughs) soften (laughs) that. Can I hurt your... And then I started saying to sellers, can I hurt your feelings? Like I start off, can I hurt your feelings? I used to be like, if I say something from zero to 10, how honest could I be? I'm like, that's too many words. Can I hurt your feelings? And they're like, no. I said, are you sure? Because I'm going to tell you to paint your house. I'm going to tell you what needs to be done. And then they're like, oh. And I'm like, as soon as I say, can I hurt your feelings? And they say, yes. I'm like, it's game on. I can tell you the truth. Yep. Yeah, text is a great way to communicate. I I, I think I read a study once. It was talking about emails and texting and that. You know, emails obviously there's a lot. There's a lot of bounce back rate. Mm -hmm. A lot of it goes to spam. People don't check emails all the day. And I deal with seniors. A lot of them don't even. They're not as engaged in email, but almost everybody has a cell phone. My parents, who are probably the latest adopters of cell phones, they have a cell phone. And they both text. So everybody's pretty much texting. And it's this beautiful thing. When you text someone, it's like ding, 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 every time they get the text message. So emails don't do that. That's why I love texting because it's you're notified. But I do think something immediate. needs to change on that do not call thing for text. Like, that does not bypass the do not call list. And I, I'm the first one to go ding, ding, ding. I'm turning you into the FCC. <laughs> like if I asked well, you I'm texting once, customers. These are my clients. Well, and NAR, National Association. But they, you've already have a relationship Correct, with them. Yes. It's the spam ones. Oh, yeah, and not, National yeah. Association of Realtors, also known as NAR, sell our information to everybody. I'm like, I don't have business with you. You're not doing this to me. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah we get a lot of spam emails, too. I think just because like you can go online to Department of Florida or any insurance website and download a 
you know, a list, list of everybody. It's got their email because it's public record, and they just spam email you. Hey, you want to get contract with this mm-hmm. company? I'm like, no, I no, don't. No, I don't. Unsubscribe, unsubscribe. And then they keep coming back. It's like, you kill one cockroach, they come back. <laughs> it's that's, a, that's you a cannot great get rid way of to describe it. Ours is for medical insurance. NARS, NARS health insurance is probably double what everyone else says. Oh, Go away from me. I don't like, I don't like NAR. Anyway, it's, not, well, it's we, a personal issue. If they say NAR in it, I'm like, delete. So here's a question. So for Florida, would it be FAR? It is. It is, is it really? But NAR That's is catchy. the one. Well, I'm sure FAR sells it too, but <laughs> NAR is the one who, they're the ones who sold the, the brand Realtor. They sold it. Okay. I see. Registered so, trademark. Yeah. They sold it to someone else. They sold Realtor.com, which was the site. They sold it. So I, I really lost respect for them a long time ago. Gotcha. Cool. They went to the, and they have a brand brand new shiny building in Chicago instead of like, stop, stop selling out your realtors. <laughs> you don't see the other organ, other big like NEA. They don't do it. National Education Association. They don't do it. Nurses do it. They get sold out. But anyway, I got nothing else. You got something? About <laughs> NAR? Kidding. No, I got nothing. <laughs> Just about Medicare help us. So when you moved here, so you decided to rent. Did you did you rent in the center of town? Like where'd you go? Killarn. Cool. And most of that was because we did we came up here a couple times before and scouted out some different places. We looked at Southwood, we looked at uh Bradfordville. We liked Bradfordville a lot, but it was just on the furthest north north part of town. Killarn seemed to be the most centralized to a lot of things. And my wife was a pharmacist Republic. She was working at the Bradfordville store. So you just zip right up Thomasville Road. I was gonna work out of the house. Uh, it was close to the gym, close to McClay Gardens. It's very close to a lot of things. So that's kind of where we landed. And then we almost didn't renew our lease. So we're going to buy. And it was like, oh, things are so expensive. It's crazy. <laughs> this is a year and a half ago, mind you. <laughs> I should have bought then. But, you know, we had encouragement from others. Like, you know, make sure it's the right decision. Make sure it's the right area. But we should have just bought something because we probably missed out on a lot of equity. Mm. Um, but, you know, it could have gone the other way, too. Who knows? I mean, I, I'm comfortable where we're at now, um, you know, because it, it's a good it's a good blend. It's not it's about three acres. There's a pond in the oh, back. Oh, nice for you. There's a pool back there. It's a nice setup. I've got a dedicated office, you know, built-in bookshelf. It's a nice office. I really want to have a nice office space because I'm like, I'm going to spend a lot of time in this office working. And then I want to be a nice setup for the family. So I think it just kind of fit. And it's close to my wife's parents, which is also convenient. Not sure. Is that, is that positive or negative? <laughs> but I'll let that go. <laughs> good for her. It's good for me, right? right. Happy wife, us. happy life. Patty and Scott, we have one more segment to go. 850-656-0009. The only time we ever talk is when the monthly bills are due. We go to work. We go to church. Whoa, whoa. I need a moment to skate. <laughs> what is it? A good skate song, Scott? I like this song. Patty Wilson and Scott Coward. Everything's a good I skate song. I am Patty Wilson. You are Patty Wilson. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> if you want to look at pretty pictures, you can go on our website. It's pattyandscott.com. Simple, right? Send our pretty pictures out today. You did? To a customer that is. Oh, nice. That was referred to me. and To style our home? Correct. Nice. So thank you, Justin, for coming on. He's still hanging out. He's with Medicare Help Desk. And if you are that age or getting close to that age, you should give him a call. Yeah, I was wondering how many people, because he was saying that uh, he will Zoom call if they want to. And I'm like, I can imagine somebody asking my dad to do that, which is never going to happen. So it's a great Yeah, but your dad does text. Great, great, 
unfortunately, <laughs> and quite frequently. But like Zoom calls, he would not know what to do. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, eh, no, no. It's true. We'd rather so play. the first segment, we were talking about the appraisal and losing a contract. Yes. So back back to last week, my daughter still does not have a home under contract. She's now looking at new construction townhomes because the rest is unattainable. How much are townhomes? Close to the list price of the houses. But it's new. Well, I mean, So she wouldn't have to put any money into it. She can stay there for a few years, decide where she really wants to live. But get in under that in under the interest rate before the hikes go up. Just make sure that there is um, CBS between the walls. I can't. I know. Stand I told it her when to you ask go her. to a townhouse and they sound like an apartment. I know. I told her that's it, the that's first horrible, question is to ask thing. about the firewall, the yeah, concrete block. Make sure that you don't hear. That's what I loved when we did um, that Atlantis. house in Atlantis. You couldn't hear anything. I mean, it's very rare. Right. Very rare. But it's and nice she's looking at end unit. Also with a better. basement. So she'll get everything she wants. It just won't have that other free wall That's for okay. a big yard. But most of them have a, like wide open space, no breed restrictions. Like most homes in Tallahassee, neighborhoods or HOAs do not have a breed restriction. So, or weight restriction on the animals. You know, they'll want down in South Florida, it's like under 20 pounds for your dog. They want the yippy dogs, which. Ugh. Is there many HOAs in Pennsylvania? Like Harrisburg? For example, you not mentioned like Florida. how many older homes there are. Yeah, so very few. I would imagine that there's most not do that not. Many. It's a new newer concept. Mm. They actually have a few of the Southwood style going in. Right. Eat, live, play. Yeah. But Lees- she still hasn't found one. Leesburg. But again, I think I think it was it would definitely discourage her from making an offer. It was priced at two ninety, which is where or three hundred, which is where it should be priced. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, what's the build time on said townhomes? I don't know. I mean, but, I've never done it. But up if there. you're going to lose every house in the next eight months, yeah, but she as, has. You might as well be, and under she contract. can be around build right and correct because her lease isn't up till November, so she has that time. Good. And I was going to pay for her buyout on the lease, so if she just waits till then, and she can use that money for something else, furnishings, furnishings, Drapes. a refrigerator. A lot of homes do not come with a refrigerator there. There. Really? It's a vacant space. Mm-hmm. Even in new construction. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I told her to try and negotiate it in. Yeah, 100% I would. You're going to need one. And a washer. Especially with two kids. Mind you. And one who's decided she's a vegetarian. Eight-year-old. So vegetables are in. I like vegetables. She doesn't like meat. She doesn't want to touch, hurt an animal. She wants to be a veterinarian. I felt that way when I was a kid. I didn't want to eat chicken or steak mm-hmm. or anything like it that. It bothers her. Yeah, I mean, it did. That doesn't bother me anymore. But at the time, I get that. It does. She'll go through a few phases. She does like a nugget, though. <laughs> Plant-based. She hasn't. No? Well, I mean, no, they've tried that. It didn't work. I love she those. She didn't like it. The Morning they tried Stars the plant, ones are really good. The um, plant-based hamburger? She didn't like She's eight. I don't like the hamburgers as much as I like Yeah, they the, tried the eight. The I think it was the hamburger that they tried. Morning Stars make some chicken nuggets. They're good. Like, not chicken nuggets. They're plant-based, clearly. So going back to the appraisal, the buyer wants to know why they lose. They lose because they don't feel comfortable bidding higher, or which they is, just don't have enough cash. Which is fine. That's all good. But that has. But nothing don't to, set everyone up for to, failure. That has nothing to do with whether or not the house appraised. Nope. And, it and does, it's not your concern. Well, it it's doesn't matter. Concern. Your, your concern it is matters. to tell the buyer and the seller it may not appraise, and if it doesn't appraise, what's your plan B? Right. And Mister Seller, if it doesn't appraise. Be flexible. Right. Are you going to be okay Be willing to negotiate to bring down the price. Because if it doesn't appraise in this market, it's not going to appraise. 
Hallelujah. The appraisers are really working to appraise the home at the contract price, but sometimes there's just not enough sales. Appraisal is basically retroactive. So it's a point in time. January 1 is the appraisal. I'm stepping on the property. I look at homes previous three months. If I can't find anything, i got to go six months. And if I go back that far, it's hard to prove. It's just hard to prove. But calling the appraiser and cussing them out isn't going to help your cause. No, for sure. It isn't. And it's unethical for the realtor to do that. Be calm and prep your client. Prep your client. I mean, there's just not much you can do. Mm -mm. Except complain and... Most people feel anxiety when they don't know what's going to happen. So as soon as you realize that, the seller and buyer and you don't know what's going to happen, if you can't tamper and keep your emotions in the line, everything's going to fall apart anyway. You're just asking for trouble, and you're asking for an ethics problem. Well, and in real estate, everything is about staying the course and staying calm. you got to stay calm and prepare, prepare, prepare. Mr. Seller, I have no idea if this home's going to appraise. I am an appraiser, but I'm not your appraiser. If it doesn't appraise, are you willing to renegotiate? Yes, okay. But just because you're sign here, just because you're an appraiser doesn't mean that Mm-mm. you would appraise it the exact same way as someone. And else. I haven't, right? So, but you, I, I always set that tone because I don't want them to think that I have some inside knowledge because I don't. Well, you know, form, formulaic, I guess it mm-hmm. would be how how it works. But you know, there's a lot of subjectivity in certain the ways that you could see certain things. So obviously it would turn out different, but often where we end up is that even though from an appraisal perspective, you are more factually driven and more um, considerate that it's probably going to, it could be an issue of price. Mm -hmm. And I look at it from, I see so many homes and compare them to ours when I'm done with them and say, there's no reason in the world ours can't do far better. Oh, hundred percent. So I'm always looking at it from, doesn't mean it will praise. It just means like, you'll get a contract. If this can, (laughs) (laughs) have you seen mine? If it has all red walls, (laughs) ours is good. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's like, cause you're really, when you have all red walls, you're really focused on one buyer. Yes. Instead of trying to give yourself, like, it's the reason why you can't sell just Ethiopian coffee, because it's only going to be the one buyer. They have multiple types of coffee, the lighter roast for someone like me who has absolutely no palate for coffee versus the more high level palate for coffee. Same reason. You got to have, you got to make it a broader look. Right. I mean, you don't want to fish in such a small pond. I'd rather fish in a much larger pond. Well, pricing my parents' home, because my parents have deceased, so we're pricing my parents' home. And so many of the homes are such high, uh, like tons of wallpaper, tons of wallpaper in Leesburg, Florida. Well, I can tons imagine. Tons of wallpaper. So when you're pricing, I'm like, they're going to take a lot of wallpaper. It's a marketing challenge, not an appraisal challenge, because I'm yeah. not worried about the appraisal because I have no idea. I, mean, I have no idea. There's so many people migrating to the villages the plantations, all those neighborhoods around there. So skip the wallpaper. Like, okay, if that's, we just got a price to take down wallpaper, 7,500, I'm raising my price 7,500 because they don't have to take it down. If all else is the same, Sesame Street, what doesn't belong here, wallpaper, I can adjust for that. And I do. But you have to look at the other numbers and say, what, how, 
what did what was attractive about this home and then what depletes the house what could have been more attractive and that's how we price happens frequently but from a but from a an appraiser perspective i just it is a third party that really is out there to protect a buyer honestly a seller and the bank I mean, that's the way I... The bank's I, the one who wants to be protected. I, I totally yeah. get it. But even then, you're protecting the buyer from borrowing money that the bank is going to loan you, and the bank won't loan it to you if it doesn't appraise. So you're really protecting the same thing. And as a seller, I think it's good for them to understand that maybe, regardless of what they want, this is objectively what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It may not be the right thing, according to them, but it is knowledge. How much have we lost in the last almost six years we worked together? From an appraiser? Yeah, I can tell you. I, I, can I know think it. think of one. One, $500. Yeah. yeah. And the buyer paid. Yeah. Which, I mean, there have been times when I'm like. And that was a while oh. ago, and they should be thankful that they did. Because <laughs> that 500 is a lot more now. That's it. It's the only one. Whoa, what was Jump that? Jump in the gun, hey, dude. Hey, Jump hey. in the gun. Hey, watch out. Somebody. It's not the olden days. Can't be spinning, spinning. Spin doctor. <laughs> Remember, you. it was the, who was that doctor? Whatever. Dre. No, no, it was the eighties. Doctor. 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 Was it doctor? Doctor. 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 Thanks for listening. It's house talk with a happy ending. Every time. Every time. Eight five zero six five six triple zero nine.